0: Hi, and welcome to Cool Things with Hollywood, Hank. Doing things a little differently. AEW debuted today, uh, well, maybe not today as far as the podcast, but on the day it debuted, which was on Wednesday, the 2nd of October, um, it came on, and I watched it live just to see if it was any good, or if it would be good li- like WWE or better than WWE, uh, um, so I, I took a few notes for the show and uh, I figured this rev- this would probably be a review of the first aew show um, the the really for the for two hours show um, the only critique there, okay, there's lots of stuff to critique if I want to critique it hard but really there was only one two three four Four full matches. Well, five full matches, actually. Five full matches for two hours, which is not that bad for a wrestling show. So, um, for this debut of AEW, Dynamite, on TNT, um, I like the intro. It came on, you know, and it did like a little... Package. I know you want to come in here, Misty, but this is a private recording studio. Nah, just kidding. But uh, you know, like they did a video package and everything, hyping up uh, Cody Rhodes versus the the first guy, Sammy Guevara. Um, They introduced uh, the announcers, which is Tony Schiavone. I've always liked him from WCW. Uh, Jim Ross liked him from the WWE, Uh, and then the Excalibur guy that I've heard complaints about his. Announcement style. Um, The only thing I found I didn't like about Excalibur's commentary style was um, he did, whereas Jim Ross and Tony sound like announcers, Excalibur kind of just sounds like he's... I don't know, maybe he's me. He's just. Re- he's either hearing what to say and saying it or reading what to say and saying it. And it just doesn't sound uh, like uh, an announcer. But to be fair, against Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, anybody, even if you are good at what you're doing, would look really, really bad. Um, let's see. It has a crisp look, I wrote on this page. <laughs> and uh, it looks better than Raw, you know. And then there's not really a cat scratching constantly to get on the program like there's a cat scratching constantly right now. I'm not letting you in. not letting you in. You can hear that? You can hear that pretty good probably. We're going to still move on. She's not in pain. She just wants in here. I don't want her in here. Um, it looks really crisp. To me it looks better than Money Night Raw. Um I uh, haven't watched a SmackDown show in a while. It looks better than them as well. Um it looked uh I think they were going for a different look altogether. Um it's not that it was totally different than those shows. It just looked crisper like a, it had like um I don't know, you'd have to see it to, to see what I'm talking about. It looked crisp, clean. Um I just like the way it looked. It looked really good. It made me want to keep watching. If weird to say. Um, so they did a the video package about Cody versus this, uh, younger kid, Sammy Guevara. Um, I thought it was a good opener. Um, like most, uh, wrestling shows where you're not familiar with the superstars that well. I mean, I know Cody, but I had no idea who Sammy was. Um, it, it takes a while to get kind of used to it. You know, they're trying to put on a good show and, uh, and they did. They had some good moves and things, but, um... It, uh, the first uh, episode in is just, uh, you know, hard to get used to not seeing the people that you're programmed to like. You know, you're watching WWE or some long-term wrestling thing. <laughs> it's just so distracting. How are you going to dig to China? No. <laughs> but, uh, oh my goodness, that cat. The... It was a good match. Uh, Cody wound up winning. Um, they did a good job, I think, on the first opening match. I was kind of trying to be extra critical of it for some reason, but um, you could see that, uh, you know, a couple of mishaps here and there, nothing major to poke fun at, but they still did a really good match. At the end, of course, the champion Chris Jericho attacks Cody because Cody is the number one contender, obviously or because he earned it. I'm not sure. Um, I didn't follow it close enough to tell you, I think he earned it. So Jericho comes running down there and starts beating up on Cody, you know, and uh, Guevara was, uh, kind of rude and acted like he was going to shake Cody's hand and then distracted him. So Jericho could attack him. So, you know, Sammy Guerrero is going to be a heel or bad guy. Um, and so they go to a commercial break, but they could do the side by side where you can see the commercial and then you can see what's going on, uh, with, uh, Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes, you know, he's thoroughly kind of just hammering a ambushed Cody Rhodes. He hits him with a belt. you know, uh, he hits him with his code breaker, uh, move. Um, and then uh, when it comes back, you know, it's, you're basically watching him still kind of, um, beat him up, or and I think what annoyed me was that a lot of wrestling shows do is um, they go to an instant replay of what just happened in case you just tuned in and you just missed this. And they show a clip of Cody getting beat up by Jericho, and it's like, oh my god, you know, I've already seen that, I was here. But they do that for the people who are late to the party, I guess, or to showcase cool looking moves or good looking moves right along second match you know a guy named Brandon Cutler don't not know who he is at all or a guy named MJF he's the bad guy or heel Maxwell Jacob Friedman um he um he he, he did a lot of good heel promoing towards the fans and towards his opponent uh, Brandon Cutler um I think it, with more watching, he might be he might grow on me. But, again, if you don't know who those people are, imagine how I feel. I didn't know who they were. I've never followed AEW as far I really – I mean, I followed it loosely through just wrestling things, and uh, I haven't followed and where I know every person on the roster. So, you know, when you're watching two people you don't know wrestle – Uh, sometimes it can be interesting or uninteresting this one was interesting um i don't know if it was planned or not but the cutler at one point you know he you know he's been beaten up a little bit and he starts to get a comeback he starts to go up to the top rope and it looks like he forgot he wasn't supposed to do that and he drops back down then starts holding his knee and i'm like uh, that must have been some sort of miscue unless they he was trying to sell that oh i got up on the top rope and my knee gave out the announcer said that to cover for him but it it, it kind of looked like this guy just forgot hey i'm not supposed to be able to do this or i was supposed to sell a leg injury and fall off um maybe it's because brandon cutler was a um, rookie so he kind of steps off the top rope, stands there for a second and then starts limping and that's when uh mjf maxwell jacob friedman does a uh move on him and beats him yeah, Then you go to a second commercial break. I guess what? No side-by-side because there's nothing important going on. So they don't even do a side-by-side. Um, they come back from commercial, and there's Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, the Jay and Silent Bob, for people who don't know who they are. And they're in the audience. They start interviewing about a new Jay and Silent Bob movie that's coming out. And then Jack Evans and Helico come out and insult them. And another tag team comes out there and basically gives them a drink. I forgot uh, their name, but and then that's all it is. Uh, They, Jack Evans and then Helico, who are good wrestlers, get insulted by Silent Bob. Then they disappear. Then uh, because the they start plugging the tag tournament that's going to be starting next week. Um. Then they cut to a um, scene where the SoCal Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, a guy named Scorpion, are doing an interview and um, then they cut to a live interview with them which the lucha brothers which is phoenix and pentagon junior interrupt them and then of course when two tag teams want to be better than each other uh, they start fighting so they fight their way to a commercial break no side by side um then the third match is they talk about hangman page versus pack pack is the one i recognize most because he is formerly neville from wwe and uh, I really liked him over there. He's a really talented wrestler. They both come out. Then guess what? Straight to commercial. And guess what? Commercial doesn't really have a side by side. This match is pretty good. There are some slow spots in it. Um, I did enjoy watching it. Um, they go to a mat- another commercial break midway in the match, and you get a picture side by side, so you can see them wrestling with each other uh, during the commercial. And uh, I even notate here when they come back from a commercial, everything looks so crisp. They come back, and it's like, man, this show just looks really good. It looks super good. Um, uh, Pack pulls off the win against Hangman Page. Uh, pretty impressive. He does his black arrow, uh, lands on the Hangman Page's back, then puts him in a submission and makes him tap out. Well, I don't think he could tap out, but the ref says he gave up. So, you know um we're gonna go take a short break and we're gonna review this that in case you guys aren't counting that was three matches and some talking and uh, we're gonna come back and tell you about the rest of the show on the second part hang out hey and welcome back to cool things with hollywood hank i'm your host hollywood hank we're in the middle of a review of aew dynamite this first episode we left off with um, the fourth match is going to start, um, but first, uh, since this is the women's match, they're going to bring out a person they dubbed Doctor Britt Baker, who's studying, who has been a dentist. She didn't come out dressed like a dentist. They were just commenting that she was a dentist, whether it's true or not, don't know. You know, um, she came out to the commentary desk because. Um, she almost was in this match, but she wound up being, you know, just one shot. She lost, so she didn't get to be the one person, one of the people that challenged for the title, the women's title. Uh, they don't have a women's champion, so this is decide the, the women's champion for AEW. They show the belt, um, and uh, basically it's between a person called Nyla Rose, who is a transgender and she's going to fight Riho which is a looks like a lady from Japan and she is a very tiny lady compared to Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is like two to three times her size. I mean she's a very skinny Japanese lady and they're going to be fighting for the first ever AEW women's title. Um, As a jaded wrestling fan I, I said you know I'm going to call it. I know exactly what's going to happen with this match. Uh, You don't even have to tell me. Um, I mean, my note, my first note should tell you everything. Nyla is huge compared to Tiny Reho. Um, And uh, so at the top of the match, before it ever starts, just from comparison on size alone, um, I was like, it's going to be Nyla Rose because he's way bigger than Riho. Also, um, companies and things like the Do First Evers and the first ever transgender woman's champion. You know, the, the, I figure, okay, they are going to, first episode, first transgender woman's champion, it's it's in the bag. They've already, they've put her against a small opponent. This is going to be, you know, Nyla's going to win. You know, 100%. So, You know, they're wrestling and, you know, it starts out kind of slow where it looks like they need a little more practice for some reason. Uh, Maybe they just were off a little bit or not horribly off, but it just looks a little bit not crisp. It picks up towards the mid and the end of the match. It gets a lot better as far as timing. Um, The um, after the commercial break, you know, you know, it goes side by side because it's a very important match. finding the first women's champion. You know, they go into a close-up of Britt Baker, and her face just looks like, I don't want to be here, or she's not pleased, or both. And, you know, part of me thinks it's because of, isn't Nyla, and she's trying to act and sell, like she's scared Nyla's going to win because of the size of Nyla compared to her, because Nyla is like twice her size too. Or is it because that she has some problem with the transgender thing? That uh, She never says anything to that effect, but her face just looks like she's either, she's not pleased. It doesn't look fear. It looks like she's ticked off. Like, I'm not, maybe she's trying to sell, hey, I'm ticked off because I'm not in the match. But it just really looked awkward and weird. And so my, my first thought I wrote on paper was, is she don't look pleased to be there. Is it about... Nyla is it fear or disapproval um I, I don't know you know so and then uh yeah you I know, notate that little Riho can move and uh, so that little Japanese woman she's moving around the ring doing crazy stuff you know and this is where it's picked up where I start not seeing as many errors that I was seeing at the beginning because it was kind of a little bit slow and awkward I don't know if it was Naya or Nyla or her or Riho but they seem to work out their kinks um then inexplicably um Nyla brings out a chair and try and is going to hit Riho and so the ref grabs it from her and the announcer's like why is she getting chairs you'll get disqualified and I was like this doesn't make any sense because if she really wanted to win that belt she's not going to hit Riho with a chair and then she's twice her size she doesn't need the chair maybe three times her size I mean Riho is really small um so, and that's what I wrote on the paper. This doesn't make any sense. If she's trying to win a belt and the size alone difference, she doesn't need chairs. So um, N- Nyla starts st- stacking a bunch of chairs on the outside of the ring. She beats on Riho, lays Rio on the stacks of chairs. The rest like, don't do this, don't do this. Well, Nyla jumps off the ring apron to try to land on Riho. Riho moves. So Nyla lands on the chairs. Now, this is where I wrote on my paper while this match is still going on. I said, could this be a sign Riho is going to win? You know, Then they go to a commercial with side-by-side. And uh, the funny thing about the commercial was is at some point in the commercial while they're battling, Nyla gets Riho in a submission. And it looks like it's going to end because Riho is being stretched really hard. And I swear there's a monitor somewhere they're looking up at because, or Riho is because it's like she's saying did i tap now and wait are we on television or are we on the side by side and i think there there's a little thing like hey you know they can look up somewhere a monitor or something in the a in the air somewhere so she can tell when they're back live instead of the side-by-side commercial so because immediately when uh they come out of the commercial nyla drops the submission for some reason i don't know if the ref told her to let go or she decided, hey, I want to do more damage to Riho. And then Rio starts doing a lot of crazy moves, which is very impressive, and uh does a lot of running knees to the face and shoulders and stuff. And um then she does some super move and uh, Riho wins. And um I, I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh wait a minute, I was like, Riho? Why would you Because know, this is their chance, you know, to do something different and it's like and the size difference and so as a a wrestling fan i was like kind of taken off guard because i was like i couldn't call who was gonna win because i you know they you know anything can happen i suppose so um and I I really did think Nada was going to win, it, you know, because one th- reason was the transgender thing, because how could they pass up? hey, the first ever show, first ever transgender champion, you know, and I was like, yeah, they're just going to do that for sure. You know, they didn't. And if you throw that out and say, forget about that garbage, yeah, uh, I was saying the size of her alone should have been enough to destroy Riho. So again, I was surprised. I was like, wow, okay. And, um... I even wrote under that, that little woman can move. I mean, and she can. She moved really crazily and did some really impressive things near the end. Uh, um, One of uh, Riho's, I guess an announcer that knows Riho came out, starts to interview her, and Nyla attacks Riho and the interviewer. And she's about to pick up Riho and do something like jump to the outside with her and try to injure her and Kenny Omega who the announcers have said hey she, they tra- he trained Riho for this match comes out there and is like what are you doing and makes her put her down and then uh, tells Nyla what's wrong with you or whatever and Nyla jumps down angrily and stomps off mad and Kenny takes on Riho then you got a uh, commercial break with no side by side this time because there's nothing important going on apparently Uh, they come back and they are talking about the next match is the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. That's the main event. So, out comes the Elite, which is Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. They get in the ring, they do their little pose, and they go straight to commercial. (laughs) I was like, okay, another commercial for some reason. They gotta get those advertisements in. Um... And then, but the announcer said, as they went to the commercial, we're going to come back with a main event commercial free. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Awesome. You know, it'd be great. Um, So they're wrestling, you know, they come out, Jericho and them come out after commercial break. uh, Jericho, Ortiz and Santana. So they start wrestling. Um, There's a a phase where um, the young bucks start doing these kicks and they knock Ortiz, Jericho and Santana out on the outside. Uh, Then they're doing flips on the outside, then they tag in Omega. For Omega to come in and do some sort of flip he's standing there posing waiting to get the okay to jump or looking like hey is this gonna be okay and I won't fall on my head and uh out from the audience and slides up behind him is John Moxley or Dean Ambrose for you who don't know who John Moxley is and he starts beating on Kenny Omega so I'm like okay they're gonna ring the bell and so very well apparently the ref is just fine with him beating up uh Kenny Omega so they fight all the way into the audience and I'm like Okay, well they're just going to uh keep fighting apparently. Yay. And uh it was it was interesting and then uh I I even wrote I guess the ref is fine with Kenny and John Moxley fighting in the stands <laughs> cuz John's not even a part of this match so it should have been a disqualification. But uh, well, reasons I guess. Um, I put props to Kenny Omega for using a mop on John Moxley. He they were wrestling back while they're headed towards the back, and they run across this mop bucket that's left there. I don't know if a cleanup guy left it there. He pulls the mop out of the water. He hits, uh, he jabs uh, Moxley in the gut with it. Then he, as Moxley's double over, he hits him with it. Then he does a little mop job on the floor like he's mopping. Then he hits him again with it. So props to you, Kenny Omega, because uh, you know way to go for the maintenance team. <laughs> so those who know me know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, um, then they fight their way to the back and then they throw some stuff around. Uh, John Moxley eyeballs a table, a glass table, a small one, like a little coffee table. He grabs Kenny into a DDT, DDT formation, which it's where you drive the opponent face down to the ground. And guess what? He did twos him through the glass table. So hopefully that was a fake rigged table. If it wasn't, that was stupid and crazy. But I'm pretty sure it was rigged for them to do that, because why would they just suddenly do that? Um, it looked really good. So but guess what? The commercials come on. It's like the announcers lied or didn't know. That right right after that moment, the commercials. <laughs> And I, was, I put it on here, guess what? They lie, commercial break. <laughs> no side-by-side. So I come back, and um, Jericho and Ortiz and Santana are beating up the, uh, the young bucks. You know, they tried to get a comeback thing going, but with a numbers game, of course, Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz are going to win. So they win, and so they start beating up the Young Bucks. So I guess Kenny still a commission, so Cody, who's the number one contender to Jericho's title, runs out to try to save the Bucks. So he saves them. Then the guy Cody fought, Sammy Guevara, runs down there and attacks Cody. So the bad guys are in, or the heels are in control again. Then Cody's brother, formerly Goldust, named Dustin, comes running out there and saves them you know from the beat down and then out from out of nowhere uh, I didn't know he was coming to the AEW this week I'd heard he was on his way um Jack Hager or if you know WWE recently sort of recently Jack Swagger um shows up and he attacks everybody except for the heels like Jericho and Ortiz and Santana and um Sammy Guevara um so everybody all the good guys are down and uh, because Dustin came out there and he's uh, the brother to Cody they get a little small table and I guess it was a really well-made table not a gimmicked table and Jack like power bombs Dustin on the they called it the bell table and it looked nasty the table just did not want to break and it crumpled and so did dustin i'm pretty sure that hurt really bad because <laughs> it just looked bad um so i wrote on my paper looks like a bad guy beat down ending and sure enough it was i was like wow that uh you know that's usually how some wrestling shows in the bad guys win and they want you to be interested and come back um some critic, some quick critiques about the AEW. um they had five matches um um, I think maybe they should have had at least one more. Um, it wasn't overall bad. I didn't say, oh, this stinks. I needed another match, but they could have done another match instead of some of the um, promoting they did for the next show, or, um, you know, like the peop- the tag team people fighting each other. Um, they could have had a short little match or something instead of just a uh, talking and then a scuffle. You know, some some short quick match or something. Or a match that devolved into chaos. Who knows? Um, but that, that wasn't really necessary. Just a minor critique there. Um, um, some of the theme songs I didn't like. Pac's theme song. Pac is a really devious villain, and he his song is just too. It doesn't sound like a villain song. It sounds more like a, a good guy song. You know, or a slightly. Going to be bad one day. Good guy song. Jericho did his own song. It sounded like it sounded good. Um, I, uh, I w- And they could still work on some of these. this issue. Uh, I didn't like... I'd never like matches that have commercials in them, especially if they're big matches that you want to see. Um, they should do it at the beginning when they come out, you know, go ahead and break the commercial or do it right afterwards. Uh, yeah, but I think they should find a way to basically uh, do that, um, a little better, and maybe they will, they'll look at it, and if it worked well for them, they'll use it. If not, then they won't. Um, uh, overall, think it's a good thing. It is rated TB14, so if you have children, sometimes they might say a word or two, or they can even show blood if they wanted to. They didn't show much. I think Pat got busted open a little bit on the side of his eye, it had a blood stream down it, uh, but, uh, overall, it uh, was a good, good show, and it kind of gives me hope for the wrestling industry. I'm going to watch next week's, uh, you know, to see, and if it stinks, then I'll be out of wrestling again, and I'll just let wrestling go on with what it is, but I'm um, I, I just impressed with the look of it. It was crisp. It felt new. It felt great. Um, the matches after you get past, you have to get past the, when you watch WWE, you're programmed, Oh, I like this guy. I know who he is. I know who he is. I know who he is. When you go into a brand new wrestling thing like AEW, you might know some of them from the WWE, but the ones that you don't know, you're kind of more harsh to you. are Like, I don't know who this is. I don't know. I'm kind of not interested, but you just got to give it a chance and, uh, you know, see if you like it or not. A lot of the moves and things they did are really good. Um, I think they're on the right track. Uh, I think it's going to give WWE a run for his money. That's why WWE ran their NXT new TV show on their station against uh, AEW because they don't want you to watch AEW because they're afraid of it. Um, So, well, I'm going to now end my podcast. This has been a long review of AEW. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, You should check it out on TNT on Wednesdays. I think it starts at 7. Could change. I don't know. Uh, but check your local listings. Um, I think you'd enjoy it, especially if you're jaded at WWE and you want to see something different. It was different and it had a better feel to it. It had a more classic feel to it to me. Um, so, all right. Well, this has been Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. And <laughs> believe it or not, real quick secret, I w- I've already recorded this segment once, the second segment. And I, w- I went like about the same time on the Sega segment. I didn't realize my plugged-in microphone died, so halfway through it, there was, it died, and there was no sound. I was talking, and nothing was being recorded. So now, haha, I fixed it by redoing that again. So, all right, guys, have a good one, and enjoy.